Everybody, I am Brian Grossman, Editor-in-Chief of the Colorado Springs Independent. This is the Indy 15, a weekly show that recaps what you need to know about the news. Our guest in studio today is Nick Raven. He's a fellow here at the Indy, uh, and he's going to be discussing next week's cover story, which is the nerd issue. Uh, Nick, welcome to the Indy 15. Thank you. I've always wanted to be here. All right. <laughs> I think you're here a lot, but thank you for at least coming downstairs. Excellent. Uh, so I've been with the Indy uh, a little over three years now, and I don't think we've ever done a nerd issue. Um, I think it's important, though, that we establish your bona fides before we get into any of this, because you sort of led this project. So how long have you been a nerd? Uh, so hang on. So I'm 38 years old. So I'm going to say probably 38 years. Um, I, when I wrote my blast initially, I was like, I think I'd already seen star Wars before I was even born. Uh So I can't quite comment on, uh, when that just kind of entered my mind. It's kind of Darth Vader was always, you know, Anakin's or not Anakin's, uh, Luke's dad. Yeah. Just kind of always knew that. I, the first movie I remember seeing in theaters uh-huh. was Back to the Future. Okay. The original. Which is a cool nerd movie. Like that is a really cool nerd right. movie. It's yeah. not as good as three. Okay. Three is my favorite of the three. I would argue, but go ahead. Sure. Yeah. Um, that's another episode. Right. But um, um, Star Trek, Star Wars, uh, everything, the internet, um, Science fiction, not fantasy so much, yeah. but I totally, totally um, get, I respect the the group. And I didn't get into anime, but I'm into totally nerdy games, yeah. um, video games, just really my thing. So understanding how those work. So a lot of technical know-how. And my dad just really liked really bad science fiction movies. Okay. So. Do you have any titles you want to throw out there? Or? Saturn V. Okay. Uh, Howard the Duck. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I know. right, exactly. Yeah. So, eighties. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Leah Thompson right before her career ended. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that might have done it actually. Uh, but yeah, um, Spaceballs is okay. a great movie. Yeah. So uh, every Star Trek movie, every Star Wars movie. So anything with star or space in the title. Yeah, even some of the bad ones like Star Hunter, which was a Harold or no, not Harold Ramis, but. Um, Anyway, but like that early eighties garbage. Movie too. Yeah, the yeah Star okay. Chaser, The Legend of Orin, which was an animated movie. There's so much star. Yeah. junk in the eighties. All right, your piece though had nothing to do with stars, right? Yes, For this, it, uh, it mentioned celebrities, but not stars. But not specific, like the space stars. Not the gaseous. Actually, I think I did make uh, an allegory to the brightest stars. Okay. In when in reference to smaller conventions, right? Because when you go to I don't have you been to a comic con? I haven't. Okay. All right. Um, So when you go to the bigger comic cons, they usually attract like the headliners, like the Will Wheatons or the... The the Shatners. The Shatners. Exactly. Still. Still. (laughs) He's got to pay his bills. I don't have to begrudge him. But um, uh, one year uh, in Phoenix, they had Adam West, Burt Ward, and um, Julie Newmar in a Batman panel from the 67 show. So that's the bigger shows, but then you get the smaller shows and, you know, you, you get, you know, people who are not as big, mm-hmm. um, but you've seen that celebrities really kind of take a uh, kind of a market approach to all of it. Because if you have 30 opportunities to go across the country and say charge for autographs and photos and stuff like that, like that's an extra paycheck. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so a lot of uh, actors have made big bucks. Although with the pandemic, that kind of slowed down and everything's kind of coming back up to that. Yeah. So in a di- you, you talk about Comic-Con and your... In my segment. Your uh, portion, right? But we yeah. have a few segments in here. What else do we have going on? So we have uh, Jessica McMullen did a, um, a segment about her favorite RPGs and board games. Mm-hmm. She's a really big fan of the White Wolf Publishing uh, World of Darkness series and a couple of the modules that go along with it because you can just add rules and characters and stuff like that, put them all together. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then she mentioned like the childhood games, like Monopoly, like... Everyone remembers Monopoly uh, or the Landlord's Game, depending on who you're from. Uh, the Clue, Scrabble, stuff like that. Uh, Dustin Glantz, our art director, uh, he's like, yo, I want to talk about anime rom-coms. And I'm like, go for it. Yeah. And so he did. And I don't know any of them personally, but I, I, I know what that's like to be like, there's 20 episodes of this. I'm going to go binge that for mm-hmm. a while. Then um, we got a couple others. I don't want to spoil the whole issue, okay. but we've got some we've got some really cool um, segments from people who are deeply nerdy and people who aren't writers. So that was yeah. that was the thing. Is here we have this issue. We're trying to type the, all of these things out because it's a newspaper and not a video. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it was really cool for them to step up and say like, "I'm going to write these words." Mm-hmm. So having been a nerd your entire life, but not a native to Colorado Springs. How does the nerdiness of Colorado Springs strike you? How nerdy are we? I think, so there is a lot of, um, I, I, it's like basement nerdery. It's kind of like the same, the same with art. Okay. Um, because. Because they're afraid to share or they just don't know? There's no, so actually that's the thing I mentioned in my segment is that there's kind of a lack of venue. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's the, the biggest convention here in the city was, I want to say for the longest time, it was Galaxy Fest. Okay. Um, and it was at the Beverly, the not the Beverly, the Antlers. Yes. Um, but the Antlers has like two ballrooms, and then the rest of it kind of just spilled out into the hallways. Mm. It was very like awkward. And mm-hmm. we don't have a convention center here outside of the Broadmoor. Mm-hmm. So when you do have these conventions, they're usually like the one ballroom that a hotel has, and then that's like, that's it. Mm-hmm. So... There is nerdery here, but it's like, please, where do we gather? Where do we go um, for this? And there aren't really a whole lot of spots. Yeah, um, It's getting better. There's one venue at Chapel Hills. that used to be, I don't know, some department store. It was an anchor. Mm-hmm. And it's both floors. They're just It's just concrete padding. Yeah. So you that's at least a space. But there's a couple of those around. I think it is just having a venue for nerds to be able to gather. Mm-hmm. And there are some places where, like, Kapow Comics and Coffee, is that right? Where they and, and places where you can do role playing games and that mm-hmm. sort of thing around yeah. town. Yeah, yeah. Actually, near me, there's uh, Dungeons and Javas, and they okay. actually it's kind of like you can actually schedule times to go out and uh, like just set a play. Like here, we have an open game of this. Um, there's the Colorado Springs Board Game Club. Uh, they just celebrated their ninth anniversary, and uh, they will meet every Saturday there from like two to ten. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there are venues like that around town. Um, um, there, there's a couple on the North end. I, I can't remember their names offhand, but they're there, but they usually have a space where like people can come with their card games, play games. Mm-hmm. We're just going to arrange stuff, maybe tournament style. Uh, and you just, people bring in food, drink, whatever, and mm-hmm. they just have a good time. And you mentioned you are, you like video games. Do you do the, uh, the analog at all? 
The, like the old school? <laughs> like the Dungeons and Dragons of the table? You know, the analog. The analog. Not the digital, games. yeah. Uh, in the past I have, but it's hard to wrangle those kinds of groups together, yeah. especially into old age like I am. Um, it's You have to have a group. You have to have the Game Master, which mm-hmm. our cover is actually portraying a Game Master behind a privacy Very screen. Cool. By Dustin. Yeah, by mm-hmm. Dustin. Amazing mm-hmm. illustration. He showed me an update just before the show started. I was like, yeah, you yeah, got it, cool. buddy. It does. Um, but... You have to have a person who does those, yeah. uh, and then you have to have people who are regularly willing to show. And if you've ever had to arrange a social gathering, it gets hard. Yeah, <laughs> it gets hard, and that's no different. Especially consistently, and in the time of COVID, and and all of that too, right? Yeah, it, those it, things have probably taken <clears throat> a hit uh, over the past. Well, maybe maybe they. I, I've heard that board games and that sort of thing sort of had a resurgence during COVID because nobody could go out, but. You had to hang out with people that you knew, you knew. were safe. Yeah, we're right? vaccinated or boosted right. or stuff like that. And I imagine a lot of that actually went virtually too. Yeah, that's a um, good point. Yeah, uh, I know uh, I have friends who do um, the D&D, but they, they'll do it virtually. So yeah. they're sitting there on a Zoom call or something, and uh, you know they're rolling their dice or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, this is what I did. I killed the goblin or, or whatever. Easier so, to cheat that way probably. But, probably, yeah. but then no one likes you. Yeah. They figure it out. Good point. Uh, so when I was growing up, you didn't want to be a nerd. If somebody called you a nerd, it was a bad even, thing. Even when I was growing up, that yeah, was still kind of a thing. we're not that far apart. But uh, <laughs> there was sort of a, a, I don't know, renaissance, if that's the word. For, well, I mean, you, it had to be cool to be a nerd before for there to be a renaissance. So I guess it was just a change of perspective. When did that happen? And why? I think that was like 15, 20 years ago. I think of like the Battlestar Galactica reboot. Okay. And that came to sci-fi. Did mm-hmm. you watch that? No. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> let's talk about nerdery for a bit here. Okay. Uh, I think I think it's an aging thing, actually. Because uh, like my dad was, um, he was totally science fiction as well. He would watch the original Star Trek. Yep. Um, I think mostly in syndication, but that was, that was his time. And he was growing up in the hard sci-fi, like 2001 Kubrickian hard, mm. like science ships slowly rotating in space, mm-hmm. snore fests. Um, there was, <laughs> <laughs> but I think what it is, is that when Star Wars came about and there was the fantasy and then there was the speed and the lightsabers and, and, and that, and we moved away from you know, the math and the science mm. towards this thing that clearly cannot exist. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you know, not I, so fast. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Yeah, not so fast. It's fa- a galaxy far away. So. A long time ago, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah, long, long time ago. Uh-huh. Um, but when those kids got older and they started making all the changes, uh, that's when I think nerdery became more popular mm-hmm. or more mainstream. So then you could have conventions where it's like, hey, do you want to talk about Star Wars? Mm-hmm. But, like, not exclusively online. Mm. They could do that. So I think, yeah, I think it was like 15, 20 years ago because you figure Star Wars was 77, 80, and then so that's 2000, 2005, they're 2025. 20, yeah. I think that's when that thing – it's the same thing with video games, mm-hmm. right? Like video games used to be just the toy, the Nintendo uh, or something like that, and that's just a, just a sea change culturally. Yeah, and maybe coincidentally, maybe not, the internet 20 years ago – uh, became kind of a thing. So. Yeah, yeah. Actually, um, there was a show called Babylon Five, mm. which kind of started the modern era of serialized. Like every single episode is hooked together. Mm. Um, and one of the things that he did, and even the creators of The Simpsons did, was they would go on um, uh, IRC, not IRC, but like bulletin boards online, and they would chat with fans online. So some of the early episodes of The Simpsons and that 
you, there are actually references to things that people were talking about on the internet in like 90 and 91 and 92 before AOL and all that stuff and yeah. the endless summer of 93. What is the endless summer of 93? So there's this thing kind of, yeah, so there's this, there's this thing in, uh, in internet culture where the earliest internet users were the people who were, the kids went to college because they would have access to the, right. the internet, the mainframe, stuff like that. Um, and so what happened was, is that in 93, you'd have, or over the summer, you'd have people leave and then in fall, the new students would come in and get busy and then over summer would die again. Mm. So in 93, it started getting out to homes everywhere. Mm. And so people kept showing up, showing up, showing up, showing up, and it became the endless fall of 93. And then like 95, 96, you get AOL, yeah. Prodigy, all those mail discs that you were catching 4,500 free hours and you got mail. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When that started, the mid nineties, when that started getting fun, keyword, you know, family guy, or why would you want to watch that? But that's, that's basically it. So yeah, those kind of went hand in hand. Mm -hmm. Hey, we're, we're nerds. We're growing up. We have the internet. We can easily transmit this stuff. Plus nerds probably made the internet. Which yeah. means that it wasn't the dorks. It, it was, was the it was the nerds, and so that was built in already from the beginning. Yeah, you know, that exactly. Been a piece of it. Like yeah. we want to create this so we can talk about Star Trek. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like all right. So from noon to four, we're going to invent the internet, and then from five to nine, <laughs> we're going to play D and D. Right online. Online. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Or it's, in person. Right. I, I sent my first email when I was in college, so that was oh. Uh, that makes sense to me. I didn't even know what the internet was until I actually sent it over AOL. My uh, dad, my dad was in Australia, and uh -huh. I emailed my dad in Australia. This was ninety five. That must have taken forever. No, <laughs> <laughs> you I sure you delivered it to Australia. I hand deliver an email, so it got to Sydney. They had to print it out, and then, and then they had to fly a kangaroo over to uh -huh. my dad so mm -hmm. that he could read it. Yeah, we should have Helen, our managing editor from Australia, in on this conversation. But I okay, think it's, yeah, for That's later. An okay, so uh, anything else you want to mention about the nerd issue, Nerdvanas? It's you know, it's, as uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's really exciting. It's got really cool. It's got a pseudo-narrative frame story that goes along with it mm -hmm. that kind of guides you between the segments. And that was really fun uh, because it's the the Colorado Springs Independent nerd crew. Mm -hmm. And uh, so they're on an adventure. And as they are adventuring, they are delivering these tales um, in for their respective interests. Right. And I think the cool thing with Nirvana was being able to have all these different perspective things that I know about things that I may know about, but I don't have, you know, the, the fondness for or something like that. Um, be able to have all those segments in the story. And right. that was really cool. All right. Well, I want to say thank you to Nick Raven, who is our fellow and head nerd here at the Indie. Uh, thanks for joining us in the studio. And to our audience, don't forget, pick up this week's paper. Uh, this is Turn Off the Damn Spigot. The West is dried out, but the Springs keeps building. Why doesn't the city... Mandate Water Conservation. This is out now. Nerd Issue comes out August 17th. Uh, it'll be available on newsstands and digitally through our website, csnd.com. Uh, let us know what you think about both Turn Off the Damn Spigot. Let us know what you think about the Nerd Issue after next week, uh, as well as our show, The Indy 15. And, uh, you know, head to our social media web or our social media site, csnd.com on Facebook. Is that right? Uh, Facebook. Well, 
We can edit Facebook, Twitter. Out. No, we're just going to keep going. We're just going to keep going. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, it's on Facebook. <laughs> you know the Facebooks. Yeah. Uh, so look for the indie there and our stories. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, be sure to like and subscribe. Don't for- forget to click that bell to get notifications whenever we post new videos. Uh, this show was produced by Dave Gardner and Nick Raven. Videocast was directed by Dave Gardner and distributed by our digital team made up of Sean Cassidy and Michaela Jones. Dustin Glatz is our art director. I'm editor-in-chief Brian Grossman, and Amy Gillentine is our publisher. Uh, Be sure to join us next week for another episode of the Indie 15. Thanks, everybody.